0: The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with REMAX Advantage Plus was named super agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of REMAX Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota, and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law. And the Real Estate Radio
2: Hour. And welcome back to another edition of the Real Estate Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Denny Long here with uh, Chris and Andy. Travis is here. We are going to get together another show. And I'm sure you're well prepared for this one as well.
1: Yeah. I got, We got <laughs> Travis Whitford uh, with us as well today. Yeah. And I always, it's funny yeah. because uh, we always had a Travis Christensen that was on too. Yeah. And I called him that one time. And it just, I don't know why. I mean, I know I've known Travis forever. <laughs> and so I i usually,
3: I have, I write it down and he
4: looks a at me like, what, what moments, are you doing? special moment, Travis. It makes yeah. us all feel, you know, special around Chris. It happens. Yeah.
3: Well, you've also, you know, we've had a couple, uh, I've been affiliated with a couple different lenders over the my time here associated with the show. And we've had that screwed up a few times, too, where you referenced the old company <laughs> that I worked for. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I blame <laughs> it on your guys' old age that you just can't But keep that's it
2: what straight. happens yeah. with live radio, you know. That's,
3: what that's happens. true, yeah, right. Absolutely.
2: What are we going to be talking we should, about we today?
4: Maybe do recorded.
2: Maybe so <laughs> correct any mistakes. That wouldn't be as much fun, however. How was the week in real estate? I always like to ask you that. Good, bad? We, we got Neutral? Uh,
1: it, it's it's things are starting to come on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have still got a lot more that is coming um probably over the next couple of weeks that's going to be coming on the market, but uh we had uh one um actually it was kind of last week's show i was kind of dealing on it mm-hmm. um and kind of working in between uh, breaks and stuff like that but uh that one was one of those that you know comes on on a friday and you get multiple offers and you know you make a quick decision or the, here, i think this is an interesting thing that you know a lot of people say hey if we list on friday let's wait for offers until like sunday mm-hmm. but there's there's agents out there that are kind of being a little more proactive and saying, you know what? We don't want to wait for that. Right. Let's go ahead and get that offer in and give them an offer maybe that they can't refuse. And mm-hmm. that pushes them to say, gosh, if I wait till Sunday, I might lose out on this offer. Yeah. And that's kind of a, I mean, it's a it's a good way in which to do it. I mean, you gotta got to be bold. Yeah, but I saw. Or you here, have to have lost a few.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I saw one uh, about two weeks ago where they said that they listed the house and they said right on the agent remarks that highest and best will be due by Sunday night at seven o'clock and Monday comes around, Tuesday comes around, it's still for sale. I don't think anybody put an offer in. And sometimes you get scares o- it scares everybody away. You gotta be careful. It's kinda like poker. You know, when you're playing the game of real estate, positioning is super important where you have your house and in, in great condition at a fair price, um, which is fair, meaning it could be fifteen, twenty thousand dollars more than it was worth last year, you know, just kind of following the but if you're twenty or thirty thousand dollars more than that and you're being arrogant about it, and you go to the marketplace, people don't want to deal with you because then then there's no room for, you know, and I think that you and I had talked about this, Chris, during the week, is that right now we're in an interesting housing market where new construction again, you know, we had a good spring uh, preview, which the Parade of Homes, and um, and then now it's slowed down a little bit again. And on the paper, you, you're, if you read in the newspaper, they're talking about like how they're putting out uh, that it's slowing down a little bit with that. Well, rates are softening, so then buyers are coming back out, but there's affordability things. There's a lot of things happening at once. I think what I'm saying is that it's not a clear cut. It's just a seller's market or it's just a buyer's I agree. market. I think there's a lot of varieties going on out there in different pockets.
1: We talk about pricing and it's 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 really like you said, it, there's there's a fine line of what you do, mm-hmm. you know, because if you try to say, you know, hey, the market's really good, let's just push it a little but when you push it a little, that might just it, it might get the wrong people in there, and it doesn't co- create that excitement. Right. And sometimes, you know, let's just say you're three. You want you're thinking, hey, let's go three twenty nine nine. But it's really you kind of it's like three nineteen nine. Mm-hmm. But you want to try to get up there. I bet you any money. I mean, in a lot of cases, if you're at three nineteen nine, you're going to get a heck of a lot closer to three twenty nine nine if you're listed at three twenty nine nine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some people to be fight said. and then they start pushing it, and then the emotions come in.
4: But they, but they, Chris, they fight over properties that are fair. They don't, I mean, the property that's being piggy, they don't even look at a lot of times. They'll look at it and they'll say, ah, oh, we'll yeah. wait till they come down a couple thousand. Yep. I mean, I've had multiple offers on some properties where I've been participating as the buying agent where all offers came in under asking price. So the market's not as hot and crazy as some people are saying it is. It's, it's still moving, which is good. Because yeah. if, if the market, there's not, some that
1: really go well.
4: Yeah, you know? exactly. And and there are some great success stories that are out there. And, you know, I think that's about planning. And so that was something that I wanted to kind of, you know, brush up on today, too, is that there's a lot of people that when they think of the spring market, they're thinking, OK, hey, it's spring now. Let's start getting ready to put our house on the market. And they can't get everything completed in the home that they want to until, you know, let's say the end of June or July. And it I'll tell you what, guys, that, that marketplace starts to slow down. And so it's better for you almost to reduce the price of the house and sell it as is now because there's the buyers that are out there looking, and it's kind of that spring buyer market. And people with kids want to know where they're going before the school year You know, uh, limits their...
1: Yeah. Do you think you see that more? I mean, it used to be that was like in gold. You had to, you know, no no question, you Mm -hmm. had to be out, sell by this time because they wouldn't get in school and and you weren't going to be able to sell. I think that that's softened a little,
4: yeah.
1: Um, you know, just because of driving in charter schools and being mm-hmm. able to go where you want, and and really parents driving them kids to school more. I bring my daughter to school every every day, right? You know, I'm one of those people, but that's my time to get to talk with her. Yeah. And uh, but I mean that car line is just lined up, right? I, mean, I don't even know why I have the school buses anymore.
4: Well, but in, right, exactly. And so, but you look at that though, Chris, and this brings up a really interesting argument because in different segments of the pricing of housing. You know, the private schools, whatever, that's not an issue, right? Those kids are getting dropped off. What if you're in public schools and it does make a big difference where there's not open enrollment in the district that you're trying to improve your kids' quality of education by moving into that district? Unless you're enrolled at the right time, you can really have a challenge because they just don't have the space in some of these districts. So anyway, there's a little more strategy if you're a public school kid um, looking at getting into the right district or maybe you want to, you know, whatever. All about
1: pricing segments. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah, it's, right. it's kind of that home. And so you got to think about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people are, you know, there's a lot of options now to list your houses and, you know, a lot of options that say, hey, we'll do it real low in which to be able to do that. But mm-hmm. those aren't the things those people think about. You right. know what I mean? you got to create the value. And I, and I talk about it a lot. It's kind of like, hey, if you're the quarterback and we just throw you in the game right. and, then you, and you didn't practice, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to do very well. Well, that's the same thing with a house. If you don't position it and get it right to be able to go on the market and have all your cylinders going, mm-hmm. you know, you're, it's it's not going to be successful, right? And I think that's the I think that's the difference between agents.
4: Well, and you know, we're starting to still see the the different segments of housing, different price points, different you know um, properties that are school district, very school district specific. And I'm telling you, school districts do make a, a big value uh, adjustment for you if oh, you yeah. have the right district or the wrong district, at least for the the, the, the you know public school kids. Um, but you know, it comes down to where I've seen some of these hotter developments that I've got here, where they're high-end developments, where they're you know that 750 plus. They don't really care about the district because the lots are beautiful or the the view or the you know the Rum River or whatever. And it's it may be going to a school that they don't think is as desirable. But what's interesting to me is that you know then you you go down into that under 500, and it's it's like a, a if you can't get us this lot, we're not doing the deal. You know, I mean, we have to be in this district, or we're not going to do a deal with you. Right. So. Anyway, it's just different. It's, it's kind of interesting the different pressures we're seeing right now. And
1: yeah, you know, you talked a little bit about interest rates, and we're going to talk about the interest rate environment mm-hmm. uh, with Travis Whitford coming up on the next break, Danny.
2: All right, very good. Let's uh, do take this uh, bit of a break. We're around, by the way, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. We're around every Saturday here on CCO in the uh, 10 o'clock hour. Uh, it's called The Real Estate Show, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back after this uh, break with more of the real estate chat here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to this portion of The Real Estate Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. In studio you're just joining us, Chris and Andy and Travis. And what are we going to do next, guys?
1: Well, let's talk a little interest rates here with Mr. Travis Whitford. What do you, I mean, what are we seeing? We're, they're up
3: and down and all around. Yeah, well, I got some uh, um, rates here for 2019. And it was kind of funny um, at the end of, uh, at the end of uh, 2018, you know, all the, some of the big economists, you know, are forecasting rates to be in the low fives for, you know, better part of 19. And, you know, sure enough, here we are in, in, in the low fours for a 30-year fix. But but the average rate over 2019 on a high end has been, and this is per Freddie Mac's uh, uh, reporting, high end been about four and a half with a half a point, and on the low end, four. Uh, Four point oh six with the half a point. And that was a little over a uh, little over a month ago. And you know, it's funny when they show these rates. You know, like four point oh six or you know four point three five. I say like, I don't even know how they come up with these numbers because I mean <laughs> it, that, that rate doesn't exist. You know, everything goes off of you know point one two five increments and stuff. So, but yeah, so the. Um, Just this week here, the Fed announced that, uh, you know, they're planning on holding the rates nice and low. Their inflation's been a little bit slower than what they've been thinking. So it's going to keep some rates down. And, you know, there's just some um, other fears and uh, just overall growth of the economy that's uh, probably going to keep rates down for the foreseeable future. So I'd I'd have to imagine, you know, 30-year fixed rates are going to be in the low half of fours for the better part of this year, which is Yeah, that's is a 30-year fixed. I yeah. mean, there's,
1: there's options to get into threes for
3: sure. Yeah, yeah, 15-year fixed, you can definitely get into, uh, you're definitely the threes. And, I mean, you could probably get into, you, know, you can get into the threes, too, with some aggressive points on 30-year on fixed rate mortgages, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's the big thing with, with with rates uh, a lot of people think there's just you know one interest rate out there but there's not you know there's uh, there's a ton of different rates and each rate has its own cost or credit to it so the lower you go the more it costs the higher they go the less it costs what do you think i mean when a person comes in
1: i mean what is it that you need from them to be able to try to assess that situation i mean obviously credit plays a big part in this right
3: yeah credit yeah credit ultimately determines your your interest rate and and, um, but you know, you got to ask the borrower questions, you know, you got to figure out what their, you know, kind of short-term and long-term goals are. And you kind of, you build it backwards, um, based upon what their goals are. The, the worst thing that you can do as a home buyer is get tunnel visioned on an interest rate and just be like, Hey, I want this rate and I don't care what to pay for it because yeah and times out of 10 you're throwing away money.
4: But but Travis, explain that because you know, I've always I've seen the exact same thing where people will literally throw a whole file out because they see, you know, somebody that has a quote lower rate, but that yet their payment might be higher with that lender and, and or there's so many different factors that go into shopping lenders and I think that's the big mystery that a lot of people would love is their are there 10 things I should pay attention to when shopping lenders or whatever because not only are you a nice guy but you know how do I know that the rate is fair how where can I check that or where yeah. can I check your fees or what is there any kind of a you know how do how do you shop as a as a consumer
3: well you know there's mo- most of the banking websites you know they're going to post some some interest rates on there so you know a lot of times you you got to view their disclaimers cuz they might post a rate but it's you know oh, this quote is based off of 25% down and a credit score of, you know, X. So you got to be careful of that. You can't just assume you're going to get that because it's posted on the rate or posted on their website without looking at the disclaimer. But, you know, you just, online searching is a good way, mm-hmm. you know, just, and not every lender, you know, posts their rates. And, you know, we don't post our rates online because every situation is different, you know? Right. So you, you just don't want to set up uh, you know, unrealistic expectations.
4: Well, and, and let me ask this. So if if somebody, if, if I am talking to different lenders and the lender leads with the interest rate, that may not be the best lender anyway, because they're, right. they're trying to fool you. Or I shouldn't say fool you. They're, they're leading with what they know that's the hot button, if you will, for the consumer. Because like I just said, I, consumers don't, I mean, a lot of times, and I'm not trying to, lot, a lot, a lot of smart people that are out there that are shopping mortgages, that really just are like, just treat me fair, right? I, I don't want you to lose money on me. I don't want you to make a killing on me. Just treat me fair. And so how, how do I know that I'm getting a fair deal?
3: I mean, just by searching. I mean, you know, and it just, a lot of times it's just, how do you, you trust that person on the other end of the line? You know, so okay. like who, who you're talking, like if they're talking to me, they're talking to somebody else, you know, they're getting quotes from other people, but you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in trusting your gut. Okay. And if you trust that person on the other end, who you're talking to face to face or on the phone, but as far as I mean, there's every everything. But like out good there faith estimates, or what do you yeah yeah side by side, or yeah, what for else sure there other for sure. Trust. I get I get what you're asking. Yeah, yeah there's um yeah, it, it's hard to get what he asks Yeah. <laughs> <fucking. Go> <laughs> There's no such thing as good have, faith estimates. We have another estimate. half of the show to get yeah. through
4: my question. Um, we... <laughs> yeah.
3: No such thing as good faith estimates anymore in today's market. But, uh, but you know yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think what, fee what I'm is or whatever. Let's
4: get a fee sheet from each lender. Put it, put
3: it together, yep. and and you know, here's the thing: when 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 you are comparing lenders, you gotta look at just basically lender fees and lender fees and rate versus rate. Because a lot of mm-hmm. times when people produce these fee sheets, you know, they just throw unrealistic title company charges on there. Don't necessarily have you know, all the the prepaids in yep. line, prepaids is uh, um, your first year's homeowner's insurance premium, the money that goes into your escrow account for yeah. future payments and stuff. And sometimes people just put like two months and two months, you know, and, and uh, taxes in the escrow account depends solely on what month you close in relationship with taxes are due. Right. But yeah, get a couple different fee sheets and just don't look at the Bottom line, that says total closing costs or cash to close. You you, you got to really strip it down and look at just the lender fees versus just the lender fees and rate versus rate. Because at the end of well, the day, all the title fees, yeah. prepaids are going to be the same no matter what.
4: Right. And so and, and at the end of the day, too, I think it was you that told me that look at the actual payment that they're quoting you with all of those fees put together. Because there is a variance with sometimes with mortgage insurance companies. Yes. There's variations with, you know, like that bank may have a better cost of money on that style of loan than another bank. So looking at the payment, too, I think, if I, if I remember taking notes from the last time we talked about this, that was another way to shop them.
3: Yes, and it's that, mortgage insurance, something I want to dive into here probably on the next segment here. Um, but, but there's a ton of different mortgage companies. That, well, not a ton. I, we work with six of them, and they all have different pricing. And mm-hmm. everybody has changed to what's called you know, more or less a risk-based pricing. And, um, and, and mortgage insurance actually for, for good borrowers, meaning good credit score debt ratios, it actually has gotten a lot cheaper. Hmm. And, and, uh, so the whole stigma of, you know, mortgage insurance, oh, it's so expensive. I mean, in this inso- in this day, yeah, good credit score, not much down. You might have really cheap mortgage insurance payment and you're just like, hmm. whoa. So, and I want to dive into that a little bit. Yeah, for in the sure. next segment. And
1: I think too, that there's a lot of talk about like, from our side and realtors and lenders working together because uh, if someone has a 10% down, you know, and they're putting into a house, but maybe it's a fixer up or maybe they got a real good deal on it. Mm -hmm. There's some opportunities to maybe refinance quicker. And you might want to do a different loan at the beginning that you think is like, oh my gosh, why would I do this loan? Right. But it's for the long-term haul here that maybe you're refinancing. Yeah. And that's where, like
3: I said, you know, you got to really dive in and figure out their short and long-term goals and build the mortgage backwards based upon those goals versus, you know, just being, okay, I want this rate and, you know, just do it and willing to pay for it.
2: You know, we usually do this at the end of the show, but maybe for people who are joining us a little bit late, maybe have to leave. Uh, What's that new, relatively new uh, uh, site that we can
1: uh, find you guys? It's really easy. Small case letters, Andy, and then and. All capitals Rooney. <laughs> That's really. Andy and Rooney. We'll, com. we'll give you
4: one guess who uh, set that URL up. <laughs> who gets that? Hey, whoever does it gets it. So A-
1: again, Andy and
2: Rooney. Andy and Rooney. All right. We'll uh, we'll come back after this break. Hope you stay with us. We're around every Saturday in the uh, ten o'clock hour here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Stay with us. And welcome back to this portion of the Real Estate Show here on News Talk 830WCCO. Chris, Andy, and Travis back in studio. What are we going to be doing here, guys?
1: Well, when we ended, we were talking about a little bit about mortgage insurance. And I think that's that's one of those things, like along with title insurance, that's kind of the the misunderstood things in real estate. Let's talk a little bit more about that. And you were saying that it's gotten a lot less expensive.
3: PMI, MIP, what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. What is the difference? Um. PMI, private mortgage insurance, that's tied to conventional loans. MIP is mortgage insurance premium, and that's tied to FHA loans. Mm. So, um, mortgage insurance or MIP with FHA loans—that that's kind of is what it is. There's always an upfront uh, mortgage insurance fee that's lumped up on top of your loan and then the monthly mortgage insurance is just it's one thing if it's 5% down or less and it's another thing if it's more than 5% down now the conventional um private mortgage insurance market pmi um that has seen a lot of changes here over the over the uh basically the last year right around april of last year i believe is when you know, kind of all these MI companies started, you know, changing their pricing around. It used to just be like, okay, credit score and down payment. Here's your, you know, here, not even credit score, actually. It's just your down payment level. Here's your mortgage insurance rates. Now it's all risk-based pricing. And, you know, with a good borrower, good credit score, good debt ratios, you're going to get an extremely cheap mortgage insurance payment where, you know, two, a year ago it could have been two, three times as, as, as more expensive. So when I say risk- Put that into numbers. Yeah, so, so, well, just off top ahead here, um, you know, I have I have one client that I just quoted out the mortgage insurance for yesterday, so it's fresh in my head. It was about a $200,000 loan, um, putting 5% down, and it was like 50 bucks, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. And a year ago, that probably would have been. was probably like 100, 125, yeah. you know, something yeah. like that. Big difference. So, yeah. So, um, but how, what determines this risk-based, risk-based pricing is um, you know credit score is one, um, the amount of down payment percentage that you do is the next one. Uh, you know and that down payment goes on increments. You know so there's there's a bucket between three and four point nine nine percent down. That's one bucket, and then five to nine point nine, and so forth. Um, and then uh, the debt to income ratios. If you're at or below forty five percent gross monthly income if you're above 45% it gets a little bit more expensive than below and then the number of borrowers um they've run uh they've run um the scenarios where they feel that if there's more than one borrower on the loan less likely to default and it's gets a little bit cheaper so and just remember like mortgage insurance everyone's like there's such a bad stigma but let's think of the positives for it you know Without mortgage insurance, yeah, without mortgage insurance, you'd have to put like twenty percent down. You know, or back in the day, you know, your only options to not put twenty percent down is were you a veteran, so you could get a VA loan or you know, FHA. So, you know, that's very positive. Um, you know, one of the one of the mortgage insurance companies that I, I work with too, they have something that's actually really cool um for borrowers that put less than five percent down, that that three to five percent down bucket. It's called like their mortgage assure program. And, and typically a couple weeks after closing the mortgage insurance company, which is, which is Radian, um, they'll send out a letter to the borrowers to opt in for this. And it basically gives you protection in the event you get an involuntary job loss. So they'll give you up to 1500 bucks a month, up to a six month period with a maximum of $9,000 to help pay your mortgage payment if you lose your Mm. job. So does that's that have for, to be seasoned? Shouldn't that
4: be on your billboard? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I mean, so what a great benefit that is, you know, especially for borrowers that, you know, let's say you have that seasonal job, you're in that con, your contract or construction work or mm-hmm. something like that. And, you know, they're, they're you know, sometimes they get laid off and, you know, what a great thing to have to be able to help make well, that work. Well, that's
4: value, know, right? So to me, now it's not just going off to a mysterious whatever it goes to. Now it's actually providing me with a value. Oh, so. yeah,
3: yeah. And, I mean, it's free. All you have to do is opt in, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll get a letter and, a, you know, a couple of weeks after closing. And, you know, they just have to opt in. And, and then they have it. It's, it's in there. I believe it's it gives them two years of protection for it. Mm-hmm. So. so I know
1: if, like, an FHA mortgage is that you, you're, you get the mortgage insurance and you have to – no matter how much you pay it off after 15 years, your equity is 50%. You still have to pay that mortgage
3: insurance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think sometime in 2013, um, an FHA cha- did one of their changes in their MIP policies. Um, if you put less than 10% down, that monthly mortgage insurance is permanent. It's there forever, um, unless you refinance out of it later on in life. Um, if you put 10% down, it does go away, but you still have to pay it for 11 years. You know, so you could. How put, about if you
1: put twenty percent down at the beginning?
3: Yeah, put eleven years, put fifty percent down. You got eleven pay it years. for eleven. Yeah, it was okay. eleven years. Okay, and, you know. and why would someone put twenty
1: percent down on an FHA loan? What would? Why would they have done that?
3: Um, most likely for to try and get a lower payment. I mean, FHA only requires you know three and a half percent down, but you know what if borrowers have. You know, a large chunk of change to put down, but they just don't qualify for a conventional due to maybe a, a recent bankruptcy or short sale or something like that, where FHA is the only thing they can do. You know, still put 20% down is going to be a heck of a lot cheaper payment than putting 3.5% down. Unfortunately, you're still going to have some of that mortgage insurance stuff, but it'll be a cheaper payment.
1: Yeah, but I think people would think, oh, you're crazy. Why would you put 20% down and still pay mortgage insurance? But in reality, I mean, there might, there's, there's different rules for FHA than there is for conventional. Yeah.
3: Yeah. F- FHA debt ratios and stuff. Yeah. D- d- uh, FHA debt ratios are, are more forgiving than conventional. But the, the big thing is, is the the seasoning um, from major derogatories. So uh, conventional, if you have a bankruptcy or short sale, you know, typically you got to wait four years to, um, you know, four years to obtain a loan. Um, FHA You know, it's two years for a bankruptcy, you know, three years for a short sale. You know, there's extenuating circumstance pieces that can reduce it, but just for default.
1: And and for mortgage purposes, what determines a first-time homebuyer? So first-time homebuyer programs, isn't it it something like every three years if you don't own?
3: Definition of a first-time homebuyer is uh, have you owned a house inside of the last three years? And if you have not, you are considered a first-time homebuyer again. So there's some
1: advantages to that, yeah. Yeah. Because you're kind of starting over, and I think that was the whole thing. And people started losing losing houses and stuff like that. They they couldn't purchase, and so yeah,
3: yeah. So yeah, that's a big thing about mortgage insurance. Is you know, there's some benefits there, and you know, it can be pretty cheap at the end of the day too. So there's there's a lot of positives there. Don't don't just just don't dwell on the negatives. Like oh, I got to pay mortgage insurance because it's it's not a bad thing.
2: I guess uh, we'll take a break, if that's the case. uh, We're being quiet for you. uh, There was a very good pause there. Thank you very much. I Take advantage of it. And again, what is that website for you guys? Andyandrooney.com. And that's where
1: you can get Travis's information as well.
2: Oh, good deal. All right, thanks. All right, we'll take this break. We have more show to come, so don't go away. More of the Real Estate Show straight ahead here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to this portion of the real estate show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Chris Andy and Trav in the studio. Where do we go from here in this final segment? Well, Andy, that's
4: right fashion, right? Fashion? Yeah, and your purple suit you're wearing today. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, actually yeah, I do. <laughs> you actually look
3: sharp. Thank you. Look like you uh, could be on, uh, in the front office of the Vikings today.
1: <laughs> so I was running I was I was running <laughs> around Captain. and I just I threw some shoes on when I I was I had to grab something out of my car. -hmm. And then I just never took them off, and you can see that I'm supposed to have black shoes on. Uh, I don't have them, so you can't just don't look. You could have
4: fooled us. Yeah, (laughs) we're not exactly the fashion police that we think we are. Yeah, exactly.
1: So we're trying to decide what are we going to talk about in this last segment, Andy? Well, I think about you. Well, what I think about is
4: that those folks that are thinking, "Hey, let's get something going this spring," you know, that that last minute, let's throw the house on the market, let's move to the lake, let's you know, downsize or whatever. Um, now that we actually have some grass growing and that, you know, we had Pat Remick on last week and uh, talking about some of those, you know, exciting things you can do on the outside of the house. I mean, what are some things that we can, you know, recommend as, as areas to really pay attention to when you start that getting ready to sell process?
1: Gosh, when you, right when you said about, you know, things are turning green, we have uh, a listing coming in on, on the Wilds golf course. Oh. And I was over there and, oh, my gosh, that grass is perfectly green. Unreal! I want them to come to my house because it's like it's perfect.
4: Might be I mean, this illegally early legally, I am on a fertilizer on that yard. Oh well, yeah,
1: but I mean, <laughs> it also that, blows that, that night, right? So, okay. No. So you asked me the question was what? What else can people? Yeah, do? you know, but just it ahead, like
4: you know, because you know, right now people are, um, you know, like I said, the kind of the late bloomers coming to the market. You know the, you know the April, uh, March, April, May are usually your hot spring market months. And so we're kind of obviously heading into the last uh, 30 to 60 days of probably that spring market um, before we head into vacation season, which is usually slower. Houses still sell, but... So anyway, what are, you, what are you thinking outside? I mean, obviously, you know, you're sweeping up the driveways. You're trimming up the trees. You're, you know, re-mulching uh, where they need to be remulched, Eliminate
1: um, objections. And, yeah. and when, you, when you do that, I, I always tell people, just put yourself in the buyer's mind. Mm-hmm. You got to take it away from your house because what most people do is they get all their inside done. Yep. They clean it all up. And then it's just like, oh, we don't have time to do that. Yeah. Well, now it just ruined everything you just did inside because you didn't take care of the outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, that first impression is so important.
4: Well, you know, and I, I always, uh, when I'm out visiting with people when we're getting their houses ready to go, I just had one this week. We were way up in Cambridge. And uh, as I'm pulling down the driveway, and, you know, you living there sometimes will forget how cool of a place you have. And and getting that new set of eyeballs out there to really showcase some of the features that are there. You know, I was coming down the driveway and I appreciated the architecture on their barns that they had. And then they, you know, there's ponds on both sides with actually, you know, they've got a variety of really cool, you know, wildlife, ducks, whatever, swimming around. And, and then the outdoor potting sheds and the green. And I was, I'm sitting there like literally wanted to stand outside and just look at just the architecture. And, of course, they're used to it. So then they don't, you know, appreciate that as much as the average consumer, you know. So but I think
1: what's interesting, too, when you're saying that is that now you're going to capture that with your photographer. Right, you know what I mean? You you see those things and and what's most important to that seller obviously it really helps because that's kind of like, hey, here's what we really enjoyed about the mm-hmm. house. But we have to look past that. We have to look at these other buyers and you're out there every single day and you have been for 20 years, yep. you know, and you know what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. And so we can't just like, I mean, if the seller says, "Hey, this is the reason this house is going to sell because of this fireplace." It's the greatest fireplace in the world, and Mm -hmm. we sit around it every night. We have a fire, and our family, you know, whatever, whatever. That's great. We're going to help that. But let's not forget about those cute little pots that are outside in that long, windy driveway.
4: I had, uh, funny enough, you bring up fireplaces. I had a a gentleman, um, CCO listener, so good morning, um, from up in Ham Lake. They just had us out to look at their house. And we were looking at this fireplace, and he had a guy that owed him some money, and it was, uh, um, what do they call the, uh, the Rock guys. The masonries. No, the like that study it for a living. Rock like geologists, you mean geologists? geologists thank yeah. you. It was a geologist. He had ecologist. all these collected, um, you know the, the <laughs> I'm gonna the geonomes or they break in half and they have the crystals inside. Oh, so really? this guy had this guy gave him a bunch of these rocks and he didn't know what to do with them. So they did this fireplace where it actually has these open crystals and I mean these like. It was the coolest thing I've ever, yeah, from a ways back, you go, well, that's an interesting color combo because you see purples and clear, and then you get up close and you're like, this is actually like magical. I mean, it was pretty cool. So, I mean, you know, getting into fireplaces, that was kind of off topic, but my good, that was one of the coolest fireplaces I've seen. That's going to be a house coming on the market here in the spring too.
1: That's interesting, you know, because sometimes you see that and maybe some agents will say, you know what, why don't we kind of build over that and kind of do a shiplap wall to right. cover that up because it looks horrible. And then, you know, you're looking at it as, oh, my God, I mean, these things are super cool. But I think the thing is, is that maybe other people might not think it's super cool, mm-hmm. but if you explain it to them and give them the information about Correct. what you just did, now it's all a sudden, this is the coolest well, thing. It's and that's so what unusual. he did for me. And then yeah. I
4: stood there. I wanted to stand there for another five minutes and just appreciate what was there because now I knew what it was. But so when you have those unique properties like that, Chris, and you have that, you know, rolling hills, you have the beautiful stuff, I mean... That's kind of natural eye candy, I call it, that the the camera will pick up and, and get people to click, you know, clicks, get showings, showings, make offers. Um, but also, like, just getting ready. I think the things, the simple things, we've talked about this before, the sights, the smells, the whatever. I mean, and, and a lot of times we become used to it. Like, if you cook a certain kind of spice in your house— and you walk in and everybody goes, wow, that's a, a fragrant whatever, and it may not be offensive to you, but somebody else might walk in and say, wow, you know, what are you cooking in here, you know, or whatever. So sometimes neutralizing some of those food smells and having the, um, or you forget that, hey, we have a cat that runs downstairs and likes to pee in the carpet, for example, that that heavy pet smell. Um, you get used to it or forget it's even there, you, you know what I'm saying? And so those are things that bring in that extra set of eyeballs and it, that, that new nose, those new ears, and, and let them make some observations to help maybe guide you to get ready. I, I wouldn't try to do it on my own is what I'm trying to say, I think. Yeah.
1: You know, the whole thing about um, your first impression really is online mm-hmm. and your photos are, are what that is. But I also look at those photos as justifiers after the fact. Mm-hmm. So there might be something that attracts them to it. And it might be as simple as, hey, we need four bedrooms upstairs and this one fits and it's a new listing. Right. Let's go see it. But what I like to do is be able to have those photos then justify that, hey, they're making the right decision. Yep. And so then when you have all that and then all of a sudden it's kind of like, you know what? When we were driving, the kids were screaming in the back, and we were looking at them, and we never got to go down that beautiful driveway, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't really notice it because we were thinking about different things. And all of a sudden, now Andy's got these pictures of it, and they're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's right. That's what we've got. And so yep. those are the – I think those are the things. Pictures not only get them in, but it, it justifies the end value.
4: And, and real quickly, like things like if you, if you have to think, should I redo my carpet? Do the carpet. We've talked about this before. That fresh coat of paint always comes back to you and rewards you. Um, what about things like the old, the old blue or purple toilets and sinks that match? And the, do you update that stuff or would you leave it for the next customer as long as it's clean? It
1: depends. Sometimes, I mean, we've been doing where we've had the blue toilets. Yep. You know that hanging from the wall. We just put white tile over the blue tile on the floor, and mm-hmm. it looks fantastic. It looks more mm-hmm. retro. You know, so there's there's some ways in which to be able to play with those. But I always say too, it depends. It depends what the yeah. rest of your house is. I mean, if everything's completely updated and you had updated it to the you know, the 2018, mm-hmm. then you go downstairs and you got a, um, a disco ball, yep. you know, with the shag carpet, well, yeah, we have to switch that. Well, What's in wrong today, with that? Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> in talk today's about market, keeping house. in
4: mind, too, though, I think a lot of people, you know, they want the instant one-click, like we we hear all, you know, and everybody buys everything on Amazon with one-click. Houses are a little bit different than that, and I hate it when people relate that to housing because... It buyers, there's a lot more school districts. They look at bedroom counts. They look at whatever. And then when they walk in the house, they feel comfortable. Is it clean? You know, do they feel like, hey, I could build a, you know, a a life here? And and what does that mean to that buyer? And putting yourself in that buyer's shoes and walking them through that journey, I think, before you list, will reward you 1,000%. Totally.
1: And clicking for $50 or $100 is a lot different than clicking for $500,000, too.
4: You got that right. Yep. I mean, yeah, that, that reference of the you know people buy with one click is crazy to me.
2: All right, guys, we're out of time. We hope you join us again next week. Again, how do we get in touch with, what is that uh, one one site where we can collect everybody's info? It's called? <laughs> Andy
4: Andyandrooney.com.
2: Andy and Andy and He's really com. excited about Travis, it. Travis, give us your specific
3: one. TravisMNLoans.com. All right, very good.
2: Thanks, guys. Good to see you all. We'll be back again uh, next Saturday morning, 10 o'clock hour, here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost
0: of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New
2: iPhone 15s?
4: Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.